One of my favorite spots to hang out and shop for all things fishing is Tri-Lakes Tackle Town in Granbury, Texas. Owners Keith and Kyle Hall have a proven track record of successful fishing right here in our stretch of lakes down the Brazos River. I've met people all over our great state who have visited Tri-Lakes Tackle Town, and when you stop in, odds are that you'll run into professional angler Kyle Hall to help answer any questions about where you're going fishing and how to catch your target fish. Whether you're a new angler or an experienced one, go get geared up to catch your personal best at Tri-Lakes Tackle Town in Granbury. Tri-Lakes Tackle Town. We are anglers supporting anglers. Hey, welcome back to the Brazos River Podcast. We are in downtown Mineral Wells, Texas, my hometown, Colt's hometown. B, is this your hometown? Sure is. Sure is. Uh, we've got Alyssa Parkhill. She's joining us today. This is our final podcast for the year, and then uh, we're going to have an exciting quarter, first quarter in 2024, but we wanted to do just a quick wrap-up and say thanks so far uh, for listening. It's gone way better than I've expected. I don't know about you, Colt. Yeah. You kind of just here. I'm just here. (laughs) If you say you want to do a podcast, yeah. You usually argue with me about it. (laughs) This was, this morning you said, Wednesday, or earlier this week, I said, hey, we need to do our podcast to finish out the year. You go, great, let's do Wednesday. We're duck hunting. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. And I said, okay, I'll bring the stuff. This morning, I whisper over to him, hey, we still good for the podcast? (laughs) He goes, dang it. So Colt's all in on this thing. That's right. Uh, but he's my Dedicated. he's my hunting um, anchor for this these conversations. So that's why I need him to be a part of these things. Alyssa's here today. She was on the duck hunt this morning, and uh, we decided, you know what, she'd be fun to have. We haven't had a female on the podcast yet, so let's bring Alyssa along. And here she is. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, we're gonna talk about hunting a little bit. We're mid-december as we record right now and uh colt tell us all the stuff that's been going on with g93 outdoors and um the guiding your own hunting i want to hear some stories uh from this season and uh jump into it all right well we'll start with the freshest story of this morning you know we finally we finally had our first good little cold front come through uh i guess around Saturday-ish. Yeah, you know, something like that. Today is, uh, today's Wednesday, so a few days ago. Anyway, I started getting texts from buddies, pictures of their lakes and private ponds just just stacked with birds. And so we knew the birds had made it. Uh, I got a call from Melissa's brother that said, hey, the birds are here at our home lake. Uh, let's set up a hunt Wednesday morning. I said, sound good. You know, sounds good. And I started making calls so we could stack the blind. And So the history of this... <clears throat> Uh, this hole, though, has, I mean, it's been a mixed bag every time. Talk yeah, about where we hunted. Matter of fact, my, the, the hole that we hunted this morning was the very first lake that I ever duck hunted. The very, the, the very first duck hunt I ever went on was where we hunted this morning. Uh, Alyssa's uncle, Shane Webb, took me on it years and years and years ago. Uh, anyway, so. This is family land for from how long ago? Oh, for, I mean, I you're the grandparents? I don't know. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, a long time. It's been in their family. Anyway. Uh, it, this this hole's always produced. I mean, we've never had a skunk out there. It's and it's always a a mixed bag. I mean, we killed everything you can think of outside of a, and we did have a mallard come in. We just didn't shoot it. 
but I bet you we had seven, eight different ducks. This, yeah. You know, types of ducks this morning. Anyway, the hunt went incredible. It was late flight, you know, big overcast, kind of this weird front shift that came back out of the south now. Uh, but we creamed them this morning, you yeah. know. And we hunted a couple of days ago, and we smoked them. And a couple of days before that, we smoked them. So these were different holes. But we've really, really, really had great duck hunting this year. And it was just, slow at the beginning of the season. Yeah, the first season was horrible for Stayed us. hot for a little you while. You know, we just, I mean, it was 85 degrees six five days ago yep. you know here in texas and it's just it's hard to to get ducks to want to come down but and it's not cold here now either but it got real cold in kansas and even the northern parts of oklahoma so those birds come you know they came down here uh but duck season has been really really slow for us just because of that temperature but in the last couple of weeks we've really produced i mean it's we've had some great matter of fact we've limited out every morning except for this morning and we still killed 20 30 birds this morning you know yeah but uh, deer season, whitetail season has been good for us. You know, nobody is wanting to uh, – nobody's really wanting to spend the big dollars this year just because where the economy yeah, is. Yeah, if you don't mind, kind of talk for briefly. This is going to be a short podcast today. And we're inside the Crazy Water Hotel downtown, by the way. So if you hear a lot of background noise, there may be people walking through. This is a gorgeous place. It's completely been redone. And so if you ever have the opportunity, you're downtown Mineral Wells. A lot of great restaurants now. Crazy water is awesome, but that's why you may hear some background noise. But jumping back into the economics of the industry that you're in, um, things look different this year versus the oh, last few yeah. years. Talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, as far as money flow, this has by far been our worst year as a company. Uh, now, that's okay uh, because I'm busy with other parts of my life right now as well, you know. Uh, but nobody, you know, we're still getting a lot of calls on the more affordable hunts, the meat hunts, the duck hunts, the hog hunts, things like that. But those those high money whitetail hunts and uh, you know elk hunts, the one the ones that cost big money, I'm just not getting the calls on them this year. You know, it's a flooded market right now too. There's a whole lot of young uh, kids that are coming fresh out of college or fresh out of high school that they're fortunate enough to have uh, some help from their daddy at times, and and they'll either invest in a ranch or they'll buy them you know the truck and trailer and trap to go do the exotic game it's just it's a really hard market to get into right now you know but i think with social media too hunting has become i don't know how to say this where it's always been like a an american history like you were you you're born you're raised into hunting it's been in your family well now there's a lot of guys out there which is great it helps in the in the grand scheme of things for conservation efforts all those uh ideas but it's so trendy right now with social media. I mean, it's it's fun to follow, you know, somebody who hunts or somebody who fishes or, or whatever. So, therefore, it's gotten way more popular. Yeah. Therefore, people see the opportunity that's available, and they'll try to capitalize on it the best way they can. Well, yeah, and you're right, social media. But, I mean, one of my <clears> – when, when duck hunting became huge was after Duck Dynasty came out on a Yeah. I mean, it's everybody grew a beard and everybody wore camo and everybody wanted to hunt ducks, yep. you know. And so it became a real popular sport. And that's great. I love, I mean, I, I make my living off of people coming and hunting with me, yep. you know. And that's it's great. But there, it is unfortunate that it's really, really, really hurt the market and flooded the market. And it's taken a lot of the leased land opportunities away from, from the guys that have been in it for a long time. and. You know, there's a lot of guys that are over in the Metroplex area and, and from out of state that, that they financially can they can afford 
to pay more for these leases and some of these good old boy drives the market up that's right and Mm -hmm. so it's just tough you know but going back to you know going back to hunting uh whitetail's been i mean we've killed some great some great great whitetail this year and we've killed good elk we've killed good stag i mean we've 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 done well considering the fact that that the economy is where it is but uh we are we we're ready for we still need this cold front to i think to get everybody around us in the hunting field it's hard to really want to go hunt even if it is december 12th or 13th it's it's hard to want to go hunt when it's 85 degrees outside yeah agreed. You know, nobody wants to get up and go i mean just this morning we were sweating our butts off and putting decoys out and sitting in the blind you know yeah you know it's tough but <clears throat> i think that's just you know aside from that it's all been good i what's cool about what's cool about right now where the market is and where the economy is is i've got to hunt for myself a lot more yeah. than i ever do and, right uh, I got to kill a good, good buck, an 11-point buck I've been watching on camera uh, with my bow uh, mid early October. It was a super cool hunt. Uh, I had passed on him a couple of times already with my bow. I made probably six or seven sits before. Now, that's a morning and evening, you know, but uh, before I finally uh, drew back on him, I'd actually drawn back on him a couple of times before that just to just to say, okay, I could have shot him, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was I could have done it. He, yeah, he was a great, great, great deer. Uh, I just know that there's bigger deer out there, and they usually come. That 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 ranch that I hunt is a post hunt or post rut ranch, where we see lots and lots and lots of big deer after after Thanksgiving, you know. Uh, but I weighed my options. I thought, you know what? It's October tenth uh my season for me is about to really kick start and i'm not going to have a lot of this time left to have these sits like i've been having uh if that deer comes in today i'm going to draw back and i'm going to let the air fly so you had to make the decision before you yeah. even walked out oh yeah i decided to go ahead i mean i looked at my schedule i'd looked into even two three months out and i thought i just may not have another opportunity at him you know and anyway so i climbed up in the tree and I sat there, and every day I had this old mature uh, doe that she knew I was there. There's, it didn't matter the wind. It didn't matter what I was wearing, Ozonics. It didn't matter. She knew I was there, and she would lock in on me, and she would blow on me. Yeah, every time. So I'd already called Clint, Alyssa's brother, and I said, Clint, if this doe walks in, I'm shooting her in the forehead. <laughs> and he said, good. <laughs> and... Uh, Anyway, so she came in, but I couldn't get a shot on her. I was I was ready to, to kill her and put her in the freezer. And as I'm sitting there, I kind of had to shift to the right, and which put the feeder over my left shoulder. Uh, as I'm sitting there waiting for her to come out and give me a shot, I saw my peripheral right underneath the tree on my left side was my target buck. And I would say from the base of the tree, he's four yards. And, I mean, he's he's right underneath me. And he knows something's up. That blo- that doe's just blowing away, and he doesn't, you know, he's he's kind of leery. So I wait until he takes a couple more steps, and as he's stepping, I turn and get in position. Well, I've got a feeder pin around our feeder, so the hogs are so bad in Texas that it's hard. You you can't get deer to come anywhere close because of the hogs. So so I've got a pin that, that keeps the hogs out. Anyway, I tell myself as soon as he puts it drops his butt to jump into that feeder pen i'm gonna draw back because i could see his eyeball the whole time Mm. and i just knew that he was gonna he was gonna see me well anyway 
So, sure enough, he drops his butt, jumps in, I draw back, and I still sat there. I had a perfect shot on him. I still sat probably a full draw for a minimal 30, 45 seconds, maybe even a minute. And I sat there and watched him and watched him and watched him, and I told, telling myself, am I really ready for my hunt to be over? Our county's a one-buck county. Right. Uh, just so everyone knows. Anyway, I sat there and thought, am I really ready for my season to be over right here? Went back and forth and back and forth, and I just kind of had this peace about it. And finally, I, I said, you know what? That's a good. That's a great deer. I've been watching that deer all year. Uh, I'm going to let her eat. And I shot him, and perfect shot. If you do say so yourself. That's right. It was a perfect shot. Anyway, uh, jumped the feeder pin, maybe went 15, 20 yards, uh, laid down, and it was over. You know, it was, a, it was an awesome hunt. Uh, it was great for me. I, I didn't get to, and Zeke knows this, but I had to go several years without bow hunting because of my shoulder surgeries, and I loved bow hunting. I mean, it was my, it was my life. Uh, and I had to miss out on a month of, of hunting season for those years. I mean, I had a crossbow, but it wasn't the same. And, you know, so bow, bow season was it for me. And so this year was really my first year to get the bow back out and to be able to draw back and practice real hard. And and so it was a very rewarding experience for me this year. That's cool. Yeah, I was excited when I got the picture, heard the story. Uh, Guidance been – you know steady as you said not not as crazy as it has been um you've had quite a few hunters you did a helicopter hog hunt this weekend how was that 30 30 knots uh 85 degrees it's pilot did as good as he could you know it wasn't uh it wasn't a perfect hunt i mean it it was the worst case scenario for a helicopter hog hunt but i mean we did kill kill uh hogs so that was good but you know, when you get up in there, you expect to kill just an unfathomable amount, and and that wasn't the case on this day. Well, that's another one of those things. You look on social media, you only see those highlight videos of hogs, you know, from the helicopter, and it's tons and tons of them. Yeah. If it wasn't the case, they wouldn't be on social media. <laughs> well, and I mean, like I said, the way, the wind, the way it was, I mean, our pilot that we use, his name's Chad Howard. He owns a company called Bragg, and he's a beast I mean, he's gonna you know, be on the podcast and we're gonna do it from the helicopter with yeah. the brazos river basin historian so wow. all four of us are gonna go up yeah well i mean he's just an incredible incredible pilot i mean that's when he he rotated out eight of my hunters in our wheat field and as they were coming back you know they'd say well we didn't we only shot six or we didn't shoot any or whatever the very next thing they'd say but golly that dude can fly yeah you know and so it's 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 really cool, you know, to get to to get to offer that to our clients. But you know, that's another one that's pretty dang expensive. Yeah, you know, it's hard to it's hard to find the clientele that that has that kind of money that they can go spend four to eight hours in a helicopter on. Yeah. We're entering the off season for lakes here in North Central Texas, and that means that there's no better time than to call my good friends over at Granberry Docks and Repair. I've been out on the water with my buddy Justin, who has shown me some of the work he and his crews are doing, and I'm amazed at the craftsmanship, the creativity, and thoughtfulness that goes into the docks that they're installing. Teaming up with brands like Hydro Hoist, Polydock, Rhino Marine Systems, and Shoremaster, Granberry Docks and Repair are the source for quality when installing a new dock or repairing your current one. 
Don't let next summer sneak up on you without your dock being tuned up. Now's the time to call Granberry Docks and Repair. Just search at Granberry Docks, that's G-R-A-N-B-U-R-Y Docks on Instagram to find out more. Alyssa, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Alyssa, did you grow up hunting? I did. You did? What do you, what's your favorite thing to hunt? Uh, I would say my favorite thing is probably turkeys. Turkeys? Yeah, my brother got me hooked on that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Have you killed any? I have. You have? I think three or four now. Okay. Have you, did you kill any this year? Not this year. Not this year? No. Nope. Last year? When was the last one? Because you? um, you've been at school. You've been busy. Yeah, I've been busy with college, but... Um, it's probably three years ago. That's awesome. Where at? Yeah. The first one I shot, it was out on Thunderbird Ranch. Okay. That was my favorite turkey hunt ever. Yeah. Actually, I think I shot one two years ago okay. out at uh, Guest Ranch. You did. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. That that's one was pretty cool, too. So Alyssa's brother, Clint, is the ranch uh, manager out there. And then of two ranches and uh, the other another one that... Um, is here in Palo Pinto County and then Colt also guides out there as well so uh, that's exciting yeah it was a fun hunt we were out there and the turkeys were up in the trees roosting and my brother was down there with his fan out yeah. he's like oh here they come and they start flying down out of the tree he's like shoot it and I shot one and it takes off running and we get up and start chasing it and he's like shoot it again <laughs> boom and it drops and he's the best person to hunt with because i mean he just gets so excited oh yeah yeah he's yeah and to me he's one of the sweetest guys in the world too he is so real quick i want to continue what she was saying i've got so many videos of clint where he's guiding a hunt and after the hunter shoots clint jumps up in excitement and mm -hmm. starts yelling yeah you know but if y'all yeah. if y'all want to see uh, a video of Alyssa mouth calling turkey. You can go to my TikTok at G93 Outdoors. And uh, we were having a pretty slow morning in the duck blind last year. And she showed me how to call a turkey without a turkey call. Oh, call a coyote up, too. That's right. There Dying you go. Rabbit call. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, go, let's hear it. Uh, it might be a little too loud. <laughs> Just own it. Okay. Ready for this? I'm ready. There's a dying jackrabbit for you. Uh -huh. That was perfect. We have uh, we don't have another microphone, but we have our youngest brother Luke, uh, who you've heard on the podcast before, coming to hang out with us. Um, we're family friends with the Park Hill family, and so this is fun to have Alyssa here and talk about Clint. Uh, and I think we need to have Clint on sometime. He's probably got some wild stories. But I love. You're right. Anytime something's going, he's a goofball. I mean, he's a huge goofball. When somebody kills something. Uh, he just is going nuts, and I mean he's he's a blast. So oh, yeah. I love any chance I get to be around him. Clint's awesome. We have a tradition now. Every time I shoot a turkey, there's this video he saw a long time ago about can't stop the flop. So now we do this dance. Sing, <laughs> can't stop the flop. <laughs> That's awesome. We got we needed some kind of ritual like that too when we're out there hunting together. Mm-hmm. Just with clients, so they part of the entertainment. Yeah, I don't know. Some of our clients are weird. Oh, I'm sure you can come up with something, Colt. Oh, yeah. We, we can think of something for sure, but we have some clients that would think that we are <laughs> goobers. You sure. know what? They go home afterwards. That's right. 
I've seen gold they probably already like thinking it's hot. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make, make some good stories for uh-huh. them. That's right. That's exactly That's right. right. Well, uh, the duck hunt this morning, did you have fun? I sure did. Yep. Out at the old family first, place. First duck hunt of the year, so. That's awesome. And how many, we came away with about, I don't know, 20 24, ducks? 24, I think, or something. 24. So it was a successful morning for sure. I was trying to work my dog, who was not having a good morning. <laughs> I was throwing rocks at ducks to get his attention. <laughs> it was it was rough. Well, yeah, he, he it was his first hunt of the year. Just so everyone knows, Zeke's Zeke's mad at him, but he did just fine. I'm not mad at him because he's the sweetest dog in the world. And he is very sweet. I slept on the couch last night so I wouldn't wake my wife up this morning, and he just slept on the couch with me. I felt so loved. So you wonder why he won't get out of your pocket. I don't understand it. <laughs> well, that, let's, let's do something a little different here. You, why don't you talk about what your favorite hunt this year has been? We've got to hunt probably more together this year, mm-hmm. or towards the tail end of last year, than we ever have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me this year is because we've gotten to hunt so much together. I have a blast watching you do your thing. I mean, it's so fun for me because, like Clint, Colt also gets excited when one of those clients are out there and they've taken their animal. And some of them haven't hunted before, uh, or they they uh, you know they haven't done it in a long time, or it's a new animal they haven't taken. To watch that whole thing go down, and I can just sit back and learn from Colt on how to do it, on how to guide, because I'm getting to help guide some. Uh, to sit back and watch Colt and watch him work, that's been the different it's been very different for me this year um because i have gotten to go out quite a bit i i've learned if i'll just sit back and watch there's a lot i can learn from colt and so much of that is the build up to what we're about to go do how we're going to do it how to make it an experience and then how do we celebrate uh how we're going to celebrate with those hunters after they've taken their animal Welcome, Luke. He's like a bull in a china hood. <laughs> if y'all didn't, over the last five minutes, china, if y'all didn't. China shop. China <laughs> hutch. China shop. That's not what you said first. There. Yeah, I said, yeah, <laughs> you messed up. You're, you're trying to correct me. If y'all didn't hear all <laughs> those. That was Luke scooting chairs around to get over here you to the table. You all thought Alyssa was still doing her dying rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> that was Luke coming in hot. I never stopped. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so quarter one for the podcast we're going to make this like i said a short one and go ahead and wrap this up but uh you heard me mention earlier we're going to get chad howard this was his idea and i thought this was genius Uh, chad howard the helicopter pilot colt was talking about earlier uh, he's going to take us up we're going to take a historian a historian up there who can talk about the history of palapino county i want to focus a lot more on kind of a documentary style uh, coming up into the new year Introducing this podcast has been easier with interviews and that kind of thing, and I still want to do that. But I want to tell more stories uh, and put them together. And his, you know, I personally have a fascination for um, history, and specifically in this area, uh, the Brazos River Basin. And so that's really what I want to lean into over the next year. So that's going to be really cool when um, when we're able to go up in the helicopter and talk about. The, the old days of cowboys and indians around here and uh hear some stories from some historians and um so that's just one example of what we have coming up again i just want to say thanks this has blown up way more than i thought it was going to um and uh, i'm very grateful and very excited 
And I uh, hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, a great 2023, and uh, we'll see you next year. We'll see you later. See you later. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> no. One more. Give us one more. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. For years, I have gotten the opportunity to hunt with my middle brother. There's three of us. My middle brother, Colt, who you hear on the podcast every once in a while. Uh, he has a guide business you may have heard. It's called G93 Outdoors. If you're looking for an experience that will take your breath away, gorgeous views, gorgeous animals, whether you're hunting exotics or whitetail, maybe ducks, whatever you're looking for, G93 Outdoors has that ready and available to you. So I want to thank G93 Outdoors for sponsoring this podcast. And again, if you want great accommodations, great food, and just a good time, you want to get hooked up with G93 Outdoors here in North Central Texas. They're a good time. I've been with people from all over the country on their hunts with Colt and Rusty and their crew at G93 Outdoors. And so it's worth it's worth the time. It's worth the travel. It's worth the effort. If you're interested, give them a shout. G93outdoors.com is their website, or you can look them up on Facebook.